Hey, agency owners, it's time for a new episode of the Agency Blueprint, the number one podcast for agency owners looking to discover strategies for scaling an agency to seven figures and beyond, while reducing stress and getting your personal life back. I'm your host, Robert Patton, international bestselling author, agency scale partner, and founder of Creative Agency Success. Before we get started today, I'd like to invite you to join our free Facebook group, the Creative Agency Clique. We live stream weekly trainings on tactics that will help you simplify and scale your agency. Go to creativeagencysuccess.com forward slash FP to join. And now for the show. Right. So let's say that you have already niched down either in your ideal client or the services that you offer, or you're thinking about it. And one of the blockers that you're having is I've got this roster of clients today. I've got returning clients. I've got people that I'm working with on an ongoing basis. What do I do with them? Are they going to give notice? Are they going to notice? And how is that actually going to work? First thing I want to hit here, and I want to talk about how to be thinking about this in the first place and kind of the transition over time. And there's multiple ways to go about it, but more often than not, it's a transition. So to begin with, I want to ask, I'm going to ask you a question. Obviously, this is a one-way question, but how many times, I want to think about, I want you to think about a vendor or someone that you work with regularly. How often do you go to their site after you have chosen to work with them? I got asked this question in one of our accelerator growth hour calls and I had everyone put into the chat how many times they had been to our site after and not the membership site obviously but to our marketing website how many times had they been to it after they decided to sign up every single person except for one said zero and that is generally the case for all of your clients too you're putting a greater amount of weight on it than your clients ever will. And if you already have a relationship and the only thing that is ultimately holding them there is the fact that your website includes the industry that they are in on your site, and that's the only reason that they are staying, then largely that is a major problem for you. And I would be having a different conversation with you as an agency owner of what do you need to do to sure up your relationships with your clients? So what if they notice is the question really there, right? They're not, most of them are not. And even if they do, you tell them what you've done and the shift that you're making and that they're secure, assuming that they are going to be secure. I mean, largely niching down does a number of things. It makes processes more efficient and more effective. It makes you able to produce better results. And if they're not in that niche, they may not make sense in the end for you to continue working with them, but it probably makes sense for you to work with them today. And largely... That is your choice in the transition. So let's talk about the ripping the band-aid method, which was the method by which I went versus the transition method, which is what the vast majority of people will do and likely for you, the direction you will head. The sort of ripping the band-aid method is just letting go of everyone that's outside of your focus. And that's the method that I went because I'm a jump in the deep end headfirst kind of person is making that transition very swiftly and cleanly and quickly. If we get to meet in person, I'll tell you a little bit of a funny story about how that sort of happened. The other way is more of a transition, right? Largely, it's more about how and when you make adjustments in those clients. And some of them, they may stay in perpetuity forever. And largely, it's because the process that you follow with them is the same as you would for any other client. 
I mean, I've seen so many, so many times where an agency might be focused in dentistry, but then they will have a chiropractor ask them if they can help. And yeah, I can, because it's a very similar oriented industry and it's very tangential. So the process doesn't break and it's totally fine. And largely the niche is about depth of understanding and depth of knowledge, as well as the ability to market to that specific person as well. And it just makes a huge difference in how it is that you are working with them and how it is that you're able to attract them in a meaningful way is largely the reason why you're doing this in the first place, right? And so the the thing to be thinking about in making that move in the first place is, are you doing it loud? Are you doing it quietly? Like, what is the method by which you're going to do it? And again, it, it really depends on you as a person. I mean, I'm a very loud oriented person. And like I said, jump in deep end head first. I had a client fairly recently was making a switch from where they were. And they were actually looking at sending out gifts to people that were announcing it and making a bit of, of a big splash with it. And I actually told them to slow down. You can make the big splash later, but let's roll this out. Let's do a bit of a soft launch and let's do it a little bit more over time that allows for you to make sure that you have your messaging right, make sure that you've shored up the relationships that you have and then ultimately make the bigger splash that you're going to your core why and making sure that you're in that great place. The one that's a little bit harder to manage is when you stop offering a service. That one becomes a bit more difficult of and the way that I mean, and so there's large loads of ways for you to manage this as well as one, does the client really need that service? Or was it added on just for the sake of adding it on? Because people like read something online, they think they need to do that thing. Is it actually moving the needle for the client or not? And then have the client, the conversation with the client of, hey, does it really make sense? If it's something that you're no longer going to offer and you have a number of clients that are in and have that service, my recommendation would be to find someone that does that and find someone that you trust that is going to do it well. Do the research, make sure that you have a good couple of places and different price points of where to send those clients and then let them know that you are going to be making a change and that it isn't really something that you are best in class at. And so you don't really feel that this is something that you should be doing and here's the reason why and that you have found someone. Obviously, you don't want to leave you out in a lurch. We don't want to leave you in a bad place and this is actually moving the needle for you. So we've actually spent some time doing research for you so that you can find you can work with another agency that can help you with this particular thing and actually passing them off. I've had branding, branding agencies, clients, current clients right now that are in that exact place where they've offloaded a service that they didn't want to do, but still actually managed that other agency that was delivering the service so that it still felt and stayed under the brand look and feel and messaging and everything stayed kind of clear and they ended up being more sort of brand steward oriented focus, right? The conversation with the client here is really incredibly important in how it is that you have that, that conversation. But I would say that authenticity is the cornerstone here is just being open and honest of, you know, hey, we want to get back to the thing that we are the best at we think that that is how we serve our clients best and that's how we can serve you best and ultimately making sure that you're doing it in such a way that is authentic, that it's honest, that you're doing it, that you're actually holding to the commitments that you've already made. And so I do want to hit that is that if you do have a contract that goes for a specific period of time and you're in the middle of a project, don't just end the project in the middle. 
I don't think that that is good business. I think that that actually potentially can cause a lot of reputational damage. My opinion is that you uphold your end of the bargain. You do the thing that you said you were going to do and make sure that it actually works out. And I think that that's important in business and in life in general, that when you say you're going to do something, you actually do it and you hold yourself accountable to that. And I, I wholeheartedly believe that. So if you are in the middle of a project and it is a project oriented relationship, see it through to the end and then don't offer the service anymore. So anyone that's on a retainer oriented relationship and it's an ongoing, that's how I would handle it is transitioning them to someone else. Now, I want to kind of talk a little bit more broadly on this topic because there's the today that we've talked about and then there's later. The today component is more the nervous side of things is, is this going to make sense? Is this going to work out? How are my clients going to notice? Are they going to notice? Are they going to leave? And how is this going to impact the agency at large? So the, the thing that happens over time, and this is the harder thing, I think, for a lot of agencies is continuing to measure things over time. And one of the things that I have, most of my clients are doing this, depending on where they are in the stage of working together, is mon monitoring their average hourly earning. But if you're monitoring it by client as well, it allows for you to understand who and where you're making the most money from. So you have goals in your average hourly earning. And again, just for those of you that don't know, Average hourly earning is your revenue divided by the hours associated with that work. It's not a billable, it's effect, essentially your effective bill rate, right, is what it is. And making sure that you have that understanding of what it is and where they are in the list of your clients. What you will find in time is the clients that are outside of your focus are going to end up being in a place where the average hourly earning is at the bottom of the threshold. And it'll start to make less and less sense over time to continue to work with that client because you are making less money. And it doesn't make sense from a, a growth perspective, a scale perspective, a profitability perspective. And then it becomes just a, a base business decision to actually make and transition that client out to someone else. And that will, I, will absolutely happen. I'm not saying that this is true for every single one of you and for every single client. But this will happen in time. This will happen. This is the sort of next phase of where you are going to be and having to make some of those harder choices with clients that you may even like, that you had fun with working with, but ultimately it doesn't make sense because the depth of knowledge that your team has involves maybe your time as well to train, to involve, to provide strategy. And ultimately, more often than not in this specific scenario that I'm talking about, the agency owner is the primary funnel block for growth and scale. There's only so much time for you in a day and you have to start making choices of where you're going to invest it. And I, like I said, this is going to be a stage of your growth and transition. This is usually in a lot of cases in six to 12 to 18 months out and that it starts to become more of an issue not necessarily that it's truly an issue yet at that point, but it starts to become prevalent in your, if you're looking at this reporting regularly, that this is where these clients live. And then you can start to make choices as I have to start replacing this revenue with other revenue that's more meaningful and more profitable. And the disparity of that is going to grow quite a lot. 
that mean and you'll start to see things in two, three, four, ten times the amount of average hourly earning or effective bill rate that you'll be earning on new clients in future than you are earning on the clients that you are currently billing today. And it's a huge dramatic shift over time. And it is something that you need to jump into and start that transition sooner. I hope this was helpful for you guys that are in this place. I know that there's a lot of nervousness around, well, what do I do once I've made and once I've niched down? What do I do with the existing client base that I have today? And so I was hoping to give you guys some guidance and give you all just the sort of process that you'd have to go through to allow for this to come to fruition and for you to be in the place that you want to be. Once again, thank you so much for carving out the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. Now, chances are, if you're an agency owner listening to this podcast right now, then you may be feeling like this. So I was finding myself constantly overworked within our business, um, constantly like too busy with fulfillment or too busy with uh, customer service needs. So I didn't have the time to go think about how am I going to close this person or what I'm going to say to this person or what am I going to do with this or what's the next strategy I need to do. Now, of course, this podcast is here to help you with a lot of things. But at one episode per week, it's going to take a while for us to share everything you need specifically for your situation. So if you're really serious about committing to fixing the problems in your agency now so you can build a truly profitable business and get your life back, then I want to invite you to apply for the Agency Accelerator Program. I'm not so stressed during calls thinking, oh my gosh, I got, I got to sell, I got to sell, I got to sell because if I don't sell, I don't make our I don't make our numbers, you know, and if I don't make our numbers, I can't pay our people. If I can't pay our people, then our business is down. This program is designed to help creative agency owners get to 1 million in revenue per year in 12 months or less. I tra- typically charge one client at $3,000, anywhere from 2000 to 3000 Now I'm uh, moving towards only 5000 and up. And my latest client that I closed is a $10,000 client on a monthly retainer. We only accept about 20% of the agencies that apply to this program because we wanna make sure that we only work with people who will commit the time, energy, and resources required to take what they learn in the program and use it to create an agency of their dreams. You've taught me and you've taught us how to build this within our company that if X happens, this happens, boom, 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 boom. Like it's so systematic that it's gonna work for itself. That has given me the sense of like, oh, I know what the heck I'm talking about. I know what I'm good at. I know that I can deliver upon what I wanna deliver. And it, yeah, I gained hell of a lot of confidence for sure. So if that's you, then I want to invite you to apply today. Just hit the link in the show notes to apply for the Agency Accelerator Program or go to creativeagencysuccess.com forward slash apply. Thanks, and I'll see you inside the program. Mm-hmm.